that we can hear truth. We're, we're talking about truth. And this whole thing about truth is you have to be open-minded because you may not be believing the whole truth. You may be believing parts of it. We have a tendency of taking something and forming it into what we like it to be. And that's not truth. That's a messed up version of truth. Even though your thing may be great, your version of truth and God's version of truth are different. They're on different playing fields, and we must grasp truth. There are so many things within our relationship and within our lives and even within our church where things get perceived and we get off track. We must have truth. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. It's a big verse. You speak truth. Each one of you with your neighbor, for we are each members of one body. Mine says members of one body. It's important to know the truth, but today is about living in the truth. It's one thing to know it. It's another thing to live it. Somebody say amen. It's human nature to see how others may say things and live another way, but then we be blind and disconnected on our own. It's easy to see how somebody else may say something and do something different, but we don't look at ourselves. We must live in truth. We overlook our own behavior while chastising and judging others what they do. It's wrong. God's truth is not theoretical nor philosophical. It is intensely and piercingly practical and intended to be used in our daily living. God's truth is for our daily living. My being in agreement with both knowing and living the truth amplifies or erodes my power to speak to others. If I continually bring you non-truth and you begin to become aware of it, you will not listen to what I say. If God's word ever wasn't true, it would break it down to where it was not what it says it is. All it takes is one lie to break the whole thing. Have you ever noticed that even just the slightest lie will break a relationship? That's the way truth works. And there will be no culture or environment of truth unless individuals first live the truth in their own lives. And I can tell you from experience, building your life on truth is hard. It's not easy, it's not comfortable, it's not without challenge, but it is worth whatever disciplines I use in order to live and speak authentically and with moral authority. If I don't speak with truth, I lose my authority. Why? Because God is truth and God is my authority. When I break that, I lose that authority that he's given me. Husbands, wives, kids, you have spiritual authority that God has given you as long as you speak truth. When you start speaking on your own, you forego that authority. Amen? And when others see the integrity of a life that speaks and lives by truth... People will listen. It's like E.F. Hutton. You young kids don't know that. But when E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen. 
I can tell you the biggest problem I have with turning on the news is trying to discern what's truth. Unfortunately, most of the time we just take what we hear as to be truth. Scripture says just the opposite. Test it. Run it through my word. Run it through my spirit. Run it through my body. I will confirm truth to you. I will lead you and guide you into all truth. But you know, truth begins with the relationship to the source of truth, which is God. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you right here, right in the kind of the onslaught of my sermon, several scriptures. But one thing I want you to catch is God doesn't need to change. We're not waiting for God to change. God's waiting for us to change. Everything has been established. Everything has been done. All he's waiting for is for us, the church, the individual, to line up with his word. He is watching over his word, waiting to perform it. He is faithful to his word. But if we are not performing his word, what's there to perform? If we're not doing his word, what's there for him to give us a return? He is waiting for us. I want you to catch this. In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and with respect. We've been talking on about Wednesday nights about possibly an evangelistic push of going out with tracks out into the community, but also teaching our body how to lead someone to Christ. And I believe ultimately the main way that we lead people to Christ is through relationship. That it's through my relationship to you and you begin to trust me and the things that I say be true and that I'm faithful and I show up and I don't stab you in the back. And then all of a sudden you open up to big stuff in your life. And here it says, be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. So in us teaching on Wednesday nights about how to lead people to Christ, that's being prepared to have the answer. If somebody asks you about your hope, how, why do you have hope? Well, I'm glad you asked. This is why. And genuinely have a reason. Not your reason. Reason from the word. Be prepared to give an answer. Always be prepared. And do it with gentleness and respect. Christ never forces himself on us. And he doesn't do it with guilt. Gentleness and respect. Look at Psalm 139, verse 23. Search me. Everybody say me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offense, offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Let me encourage you. That's a good way to wake up. It's a good way to start your day. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way. How do you read offensive way? It's great. Don't anybody answer. Maybe you're offended. Can you read it that way? Do you have an offensive way? Are you, are, and I don't believe that's really exactly what it's saying. I think it's you have a way of being offending. 
Anybody here sit down with people and they're just offensive in the way they talk? Now, it's easy to now think about that other person. Okay, search me. And is the way that I come across to people offensive in any way? I can tell you, you can talk to me about certain things and I will be very passionate. Homemade ice cream is the best dessert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunday the 20-whatever, we're doing the picnic, the 23rd. Oh, BTW, for you older people, by the way. Um, no creek baptism today. We're going to do it next week. Did he already say that? Huh? Yeah, we're going to do it next week. There's too many thunderstorms, and, and I've already ran it by everybody that was supposed to be baptized. Um, I do want to encourage you to come. We're going to have a little bit of testimony time for the people that are being baptized, and I'm just open to whatever. We don't have church. I don't have to worry about time and stuff. We can just jump in the water and be refreshed. I can splash you and aggravate you, and, and uh, then I can run. But come out. It's going to be fun. It's just down the road. We'll meet up here. I'd say let's just meet up here at 2.30, then drive down, or if you want to meet us at 3 next Sunday, Bill and Lynn Barnhill and Jimmy Bilbrey and whoever else wants to come and get baptized, we're going to do it. Is there any offensive way in me? And lead me in the way everlasting. It says, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Anybody here have anxious thoughts? Okay, we're trying to apply this to us. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. Can we stop there just for a second? You being rooted and established in love. How do we do that? I believe we do that by genuinely knowing God. Genuinely knowing and getting rooted in his word. Why, why would knowing God be the same as being established in love? Because if I'm established in God, I am established in love. Can we put those two things together? It says that God is love. If I'm rooted and established in love, that I would be rooted and established in God. I can now apply that to I can be rooted and established in his word. His word is Christ. But I have to be rooted and established. Meaning I have a part to get rooted. You church need to be rooted. Coming to church on Sunday mornings is great. But it's not enough to get roots down. Roots take time. Roots, roots take effort. Established. How long does it take you to get established? What happens when I get rooted and established? I have power. Together with the Lord's holy people. And I am able to grasp how wide and how long and how deep the love of Christ is. There is enlightenment. There is a new day in store for you. If you will get rooted and established in love. And you will be able to grasp 
How wide and how long and how deep and how high is the love of Christ? Verse 19. And you will know this love that surpasses knowledge. Can you go to the next screen? Is it not there? Okay, well, the next verse, verse 18, verse 19. May have power together with the Lord's people to grasp how deep and how long and how wide is the, deep, is the love of Christ and to know the love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. I know you don't have that on the screen and it's easy to now just numb out. Don't numb out. Is it there? Oh. To know you will know this love that surpasses knowledge. What is that saying? On your own, you cannot achieve this knowledge. On your own, you're going to mess it up. Your flesh and yourself is going to get in the way. I'm sorry, we live in a sin-filled world, a fallen world. That's the world we live in. You remove the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the love of God, and you cannot get to this point. You must get rooted and established in his love, in his word, so that you will know this love that surpasses knowledge. It's why the world can't understand it. And you will be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Truth frames and changes our thinking. Truth frames and changes our thinking. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. What does that mean? Uh, I, I did a thesaurus look this morning on the word conform. Comply, don't go along with, don't go along with. Can you go to the next screen, please? Do not conform, do not comply to the pattern of this world. You know another word for that? Don't agree. Don't live your life in agreement with the pattern of this world. But be transformed. Completely changed. God wants to completely change you. God doesn't change. You do. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How are you going to renew your mind? Get God in it. The only way to do that is by his word, by his spirit, by his body. I get around other believers and my mind begins to get transformed. We had Sunday school class this morning and it just continues to be mind-blowing. Just talking about the first and second commandment. Today was about getting the right God right. We can have the right God but get him wrong. So many times my view of God has been skewed. Anybody here ever had the wrong impression of God? I continually walk that line of what I'm hoping for and what I'm expecting, and I think I can pull a trigger and him just pour out his blessing on me and then 
God, where were you? Uh, I'm still where I always were. It was. Go back. Come back to me. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This morning was a renewing of my mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Many of you here today are trying to find what God's will is. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Begin to replace your thoughts with the Spirit of God, with the Word of God, with the body of Christ. And He will give you the power to test and approve what is His will, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You're wondering what God's will is for your life? He wants you to know, and He wants you to know it for sure. He's not expecting you just to stumble around and maybe find it. Nope, He's wanting to clearly lead you through it. The only way that happens is by His Word, by His Spirit, by His body. It happens through people. The top two commandments, love God, love your neighbor. Love God, love your neighbor. Yeah, God, but my neighbor has opinions that I don't like. They want me to, they, they think I should do things that I shouldn't do, that I shouldn't want, that I don't want to do. I don't like the way they do it. Well, let me just tell you, marriage, you wake up to that. My wife does not think like I think. She does not see things like I see things. She expects me to do things that I don't, I'm not expecting to do. <laughs> she has expectations of me that I wasn't expecting. And I have them of her. God is greater than we are. He's wanting to reveal his will for your life. But the only way I can know what my wife's desires are is to get to know her. That means I don't need to talk as much. Seven highly effective habits of uh, highly effective people, seven habits of highly effective people. Number five is seek first to understand, then be understood. Seek first to understand, then be understood. Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, not what you want. Not your desires. Seek first God. And all these things, all these things. Can you see the changing of the mind is you? The change is you. Ephesians 5, 8, you were once in darkness, but now you're in the light. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Live. Everybody say live. Charles Stanley once said, we are either in the process of resisting God's truth or in the process of being shaped and molded by His truth. Can you put that up for me, Liz, please? Should be the next we're either in the process of resisting God's truth or in the process of being shaped by, shaped and molded by His truth. So as I close, as we wrap things up today, I want to show you real quickly a model of Jesus because Jesus is our example. He was fully man, right? Walked the earth, gave us the example to follow. We are disciples of Christ, followers of Christ, Right? So how did he pull this off? It says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22, you know this, he never sinned 
But I don't think we catch the second part. Nor did he ever deceive anyone. Can that sink in just for a minute? Can you think about how your words may be deceiving? Does that hurt? Does that hurt a little bit? Okay. Matthew, Matthew 5, verse 37. Just say a simple yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond that's from the evil one. What is, what, is, what is he saying here? Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And leave out all the other mumbo jumbo. When you say yes, do that. When you say no, do that. But don't say the fish is, is this big when it's this big. And then it took you 40 hours to pull it in when it took you 44 minutes. Our stories get big. It says that when there's a lot of words, sin is not far away. So what does that mean? You may say, Pastor, there are times where I've just kind of paint a little bit of a different picture. No, it doesn't. Just don't say anything. There are things that, that I can't share with my children that they're just, they're just not ready to hear, but we don't lie to them and tell them the, the opposite. Elizabeth does get a little bit fishy when it comes to presents at Christmas time. And I don't know how to place that in God's word. Yeah, I don't know how to make that fit. But, so, I want to end with this. Be doers. Walk it like you talk it. Walk it like you talk it. Walk it. My young people will get that. My older people stay away from it. (laughs) Be doers. The only way to be a doer of the word is to know the word and to hear the word. You can't be a doer of the word if you don't hear the word. You need to hear the word and then you need to be a doer of the word. And make your walk match your talk. Too many people out here, too many Christians out here don't walk what they talk. All they do is judge other people and then do stupid stuff themselves. You want to know why people are rejecting of the church? Is because of that. Now, we don't have to be perfect. We are the get up people. We're the people that fall down and get up. Make things right. We fall down. I fall down every day. I fall down every day. Every day I fall down. But every day, God gives me a way to get back up. There's a way to get back up. And when I fall, I come back to the Lord and I get back up. And he restores my soul. He leads me beside still waters. You may not know that God, but I want you to know that's the God that he's trying to make known to you. He is the God of peace. You may have been hurt in church. You may have been hurt by people. It's not whether you may have. You have been. But I want you to know that God is a God of truth. He will not deceive you. He is a God of love. We sang all this morning about how he paid for your forgiveness with the blood of Christ. It's time to receive it. It's time to get free of what you've walked through. 
and to begin to trust the Lord again. God is so good. God is so good. And anything that you're believing outside of that, I'm just going to tell you, is a lie. Someone has infected you with a lie. And the only one that can set you free is God himself. And it's time to get free. So I want to encourage you, let the words of your mouth be truthful. Or if they can't be, just don't talk. Just stop talking until the words can be truth. Truth doesn't always feel good. If it always feels good, question it. If it always feels bad, question it. Is it freeing or is it hindering? Truth will set you free. There's a way to know. And the only way is Jesus Christ. You guys stand up with me. Scripture says there's a way that seems right to a man. But in the end, it leads to death. Left on your own, you're going to wind up in a mess. Let the Spirit of God, let the Word of God, let the body of Christ lead you. God works through His people. God works through His people. He works through His Word. He works through His Spirit. And He wants you to know the truth. You've been living most of your life not knowing the truth. Well, that times it's time to stop. It's time for truth. Bow your heads with me just for a moment. Father, in Jesus' name, I just ask for soft hearts over this church that we would be willing to be, can be transformed and be changed. That we would recognize that maybe some of the stuff we've got banging around in us isn't fully true. Your word says to search us, and is there any offensive way? Any way that is self is offensive to God's word. Is there any offensive way? Just want to encourage you right now, just ask. The Lord's not going to want to make you feel bad. He's going to want to set you free. These things that we've got that are, that are not true are bringing darkness into our hearts. Lord, bring light. Shine the light of your truth, your word, your spirit on us. Holy Spirit, fill us this morning. You may be here today and you may not have ever made that first time decision. Maybe you've never crossed over to belief. I believe the Spirit of God is speaking to you this morning, speaking truth, breaking down a lot of things that you've got banging around in your head. I want to encourage you, turn your heart to Jesus this morning, to his word. It says that all that call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Call upon him. Follow him. Let him lead you. He's a good father. He's a good leader. 
He is trustworthy and he is faithful. Father, I just pray for freedom. Father, over this church, I pray for truth. Bless us, Lord. Grow us, Lord, in your word, in your spirit. Lord, grow us. This morning, I just pray for breakthrough over jobs. In our Sunday school class, there were so many job prayer requests for breakthroughs over marriage, for breakthroughs over healing, that word that was given over healing. I just speak healing over you right now in Jesus' name. Healing over backs, healing over cancer, healing over depression, healing over bipolar, healing over mind stuff, healing over fear, healing over rejection, healing over abuse, healing over addiction. Pastor, are you just trying to think of anything? Yeah, I really am. Anything that is opposite of you. Healing. Healing in Jesus' name over heart disease, over dementia. Father, you are so good. We worship you, Lord. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe you are three in one. I believe in the resurrection and that you will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. We believe in you. We believe in you. We just rejoice. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody shouted, amen. Amen. God bless you. Y'all have a great week. Please go have some bruschetta and please hang out with us and enjoy the time together. God bless you.